Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's another cannabis legalization news where Miggy and I explain to you the marijuana laws so that you can change them uh, today. Boy, we have something besides the second line. I'll turn that off in a minute. But um, would you buy herb from a particular gas filling station? Uh, Green Thumb Industries think you might. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, it's our big story for the week. Would you buy that at a gas station? Yo, what's Good, man. I muted it before we get the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, flagged for <laughs> copyright. Uh, I have no idea if the copyright on the second line is that good, but that is a good one from the Little Rascals Brass Band. Ah, right Shout on. Out to them. Yep. So, so, yeah, man. <laughs> what do we think about this? This is going all over the things, and if you are joining us and this is your first time, thank you so much for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. Wondering if you would buy herbage at a gas station evidently green thumb industries thinks you would it's called rise express as you can see on this car and driver magazine article that we have uh it is a circle k with and rise dispensaries that is the green thumb industries model dispensary that's that's their thing that they have and they actually have a, a little quote there from the ceo of rise ben clover uh and what does he say about this i thought he said something was huge the Rise Express model is a huge step forward, making it easier and more efficient for patients to purchase. I, this isn't what Ben sounds like. If anything, he's from Chicago. High-quality cannabis is part of their everyday routine when stopping by their local convenience store. I didn't um, realize that um, they made a statement and then used the term patient in it. I mean, this is kind of, uh, you know, you have the outrage from people who've been advocating for the plant for years, right? Like, this is bullshit. More, more MSOs and more whatever, but... Also, people buy CBD now at gas stations. And, and remember that interview we did with Vivian McPeak, you know, and he's talking about parody. You right. know, legalization is about parody where people just don't flinch and, and think about things. So, you know, I don't, you know, I, I think the whole structure we have now is wrong already, right? All these different individual fiefdoms. So does this make it any better? No, but why not, I guess, you know? Right. And then uh, it's medical because this is in Florida uh, that they have this. And again, yeah. it's it's a little bit misleading because there was other articles that came out uh, over the course of the week after this story broke. And if you guys have anything to add about it, you know, we'll answer our members questions first. Consider joining the channel for that. But uh, let's see what you guys think about selling medical marijuana in a gas station well and this this is not 100 percent. i saw by beer bros they posted this one florida steps in to put kibosh on circle marijuana plans and it's an article in the washington examiner which i don't know how much street cred to give it because it's the examiner but you know it sounds to me like yeah you made a drug deal you did a thing and then Oh, well, we forgot to get the rules approved we forgot to like you know the there's the whole infrastructure part I think it was just a press release. Hey, you know what we need? Press. Is it going to be good? You know it. And it's going to be nationwide. Hey, Circle K, you in with us? What do I get? We're going to sell weed in your guys' dang uh, uh, gas station. That's what. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of people from all over the country that were posting in our Facebook about how, like, Circle K, I'm going there next week. Oh, it's only in Florida. Oh, I'm in Georgia. You know, there's a lot of southern Circle Ks. Yeah, there's actually yeah. Many remains. Hilarious. This is being reported out of Forbes under their vices column. And then you mm. scroll down 
to get some of the quotes from uh, the CEO of GTI, Ben Clover. And um, here he is. It's it, He talks about, uh, as more Americans say yes to well-being through cannabis, you know, not vices, well-being. Uh, our Rise Express stores help these consumers gain easy access to safe, tested premium cannabis products, including Rhythm, Dog Walkers, and Incredibles. See, he's just selling his own brands. He is so lucky to be able to do that. And, and look forward to serving new patients in one of the fa uh, fastest growing retail channels. He wrote this in an email. Convenience stores are one of the fastest growing shopping verticals, and we're excited to meet cannabis consumers where they are. Uh we believe the holistic benefits of cannabis should be accessible to everyone. Now, again, this is a medical cannabis establishment in the state of Florida, but yeah. it's holistic benefits, well-being through cannabis, and it is in Forbes Vice's column, which again, hilarious. Well, they're they're abiding by the rule of the law of the land, right? In Florida, which is medical, and and I mean, it's unfortunate that they get to talk like this, that they're they're caregivers and they're they're here for your well-being. You're, you're just another big MSO, right? Like. Not mad at you for being big money, but because it takes money for us to move apparently policy in this country. But uh, uh, and that's why I was thinking, like, it's not horribly all bad. Right. Like when I went to Oklahoma before they had uh, medical, they had CBD, legal CBD. The CBD shops were all over like 7-Eleven. Would they have got recreational if they didn't have CBD first? I, I don't think so because of uh, the stigma and ignorance. Right. When people like saw a pot leaf and saw a, a CBD store, they were like, okay, it's the same thing, but just with an extra dose or extra, you know, it was a little kick, it, not, not, nothing more. So, I mean, it could be a good thing if they do get in the stores and, and, and do that because it'll help move the conversation forward as far as like, hey, look, no one died. Hey, look, the... You know, but I think it's the gas and grass in Colorado, that's good, but then couldn't it also be gas and gas, you know? Oh yeah, you gotta get your gas at the gas station. But you get know, the gas, the gas station. People are mad about the situation, but again, legalization will help with uh, a safe access, right? Like this, so safe access via the the actual content of the plant, or via the situation that you're in, because people with guns are protecting something that's illegal. But like that story I shared with you uh, uh, with uh, synthetic marijuana that killed all these people in uh, uh, Florida. You know, the same right. state that's trying to figure out recreational and medical Well, people are buying stuff off a of black market and, and legit dying and getting sick. Uh, so I don't know if you had, I got it right here. Let's see. If, uh, whoa. Synthetic marijuana killed how many people? So you got that? Got no, it. you were just sharing it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so I was, you know, we're trying to do the little switchboard here. So yeah, man. So uh, in the Forbes article, synthetic marijuana in Florida tainted with rat poisoning, uh, 52, six, sick and four dead and then a freaking ad but you know legalization prevent this right how long did it take him to come to, with traceability for people coming out of, you know like yeah i just bought some illegal weed that i was trying to get you know what i mean right if it was if it was if it was remember vape gate you know remember the the none of that was from the legal markets that was all from right. online uh bad players you know and with the whole vitamin e acetate that's why it took so long to figure out how how the sources i think again traceability with uh, regulation or legalization that's what it's about and also descheduling descheduling man that's the most important thing well you have we have this uh opinion in the hill by uh uh paul armano must uh, be removed yes did you read it must be removed from the controlled substance act 
It's an opinion contributor. That's Paul Armentano. Uh, shout out to him. He's over. I think he's the executive director of Normal still. Uh, let's see if they give him something over at the end. Um, Paul Armentano is the deputy director of Normal, the national organization for reform marijuana laws. Shout out to them. Uh, we have them on the show as much as we can. Whenever a new state comes online, we usually reach out to somebody from Normal in that state, and then we interview them so that we can talk with them. But here it is, you know, why does the federal law continue to classify cannabis more like heroin than alcohol? And it's it's more about the fallout from Biden, you know, to indicate the administrative process to review expeditiously how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. So that is the official policy of the Biden administration now. And that means that none of this really makes sense, you know, and we've been harping about this not making sense for over a decade. Um yeah. Not quite since 1970, because, and we weren't alive then, but still, um, <laughs> uh, these are the three things to become a Schedule One substance. Uh, pick the one that is uh, relevant to cannabis. Number one, substance has a high potential for abuse. Number two, it has no currently accepted medical use in the United States. Mm. Not in, in the world, not in history, but in the United States. Yeah. And then number three, substance lacks accepted safety for use under medical supervision. Um, where does cannabis fall in that ever? I mean, like anywhere. Right. None. None of the, ever. What, the thousands of years that we've you know known about this? Well, plant? even now it says in America. And so, but then again, if, because it does say in America, well, it's been over 25 years since Prop 216. And when we go back to the uh, Irv Rosenfeld times and the innovative new drug therapies of the 1970s that allowed for the start of medical cannabis in the United States, that was, when did he start getting his tins of cannabis, 1980? Because oh, he's the world record holder of joint smokes because he is the only one you can validate because <laughs> the United States government sent him a tin of 300 joints every month for going on 40 years now. Um, it started with 15 patients, didn't it? It did. And then uh, as the AIDS epidemic started to explode, and then uh, Dennis Perron over in um, San Francisco, because they shut it down, Bush number one in the early 90s shut down this program that was allowing for all these medical cannabis patients at the federal level, which was just, it makes zero sense. How can there be an accepted medical use in the United States and it be schedule one yeah. and this be going on you know, for over 30 years? Okay. Uh, and, and so they shut that down. And that's really when Prop 215 in um, uh, California took off in the mid 90s and passed because yeah. they couldn't access this medicine anymore uh, uh, to help them with the problems of the AIDS virus. Well, it seems to me that in the 70s, America was coming to terms with substances and, and how to like uh, enjoy them as well as be responsible. And I also understand that some people aren't responsible with it. And then you got to like watch them. And then they used it the drug war as a tool to, to manipulate us, right? Like to, to, I don't know if you're successful grower, you know, you're a bad person all of a sudden versus a consumer, you know, it's not a, it's an ignorance issue, right? Where we're at because we could have flying cars or at least a cure for cancer. If people weren't ignorantly led about, you know, right. But flying cards takes like experimental novel physics, uh, legalized cannabis, just, requires well, you to be honest no you know, but like the engineer that is, 
honesty. The other one is experimental physics that we don't have. You know. Well, I'm saying, like, say that that engineer went to jail. He could have his life was diverted. You know, you ever see like the sliding windows, uh, sliding doors work? Yeah. Look at that. So Congress is this, and so this is back in the Hill. uh, Paul Amontado's opinion that he published in the Hill. Congress's decision to initially uh, classify cannabis as a Schedule One substance was based on limited information. Prior to 1970, there was fewer than 1,000 total scientific publications on cannabis and its effects. However, today, there have been over 42,000 studies specific to cannabis, and over half of those have been published within the last decade. So we know way more now about why cannabis, especially at the Schedule One substance, is a lie and is full of crap, but... Will it require, will it be so political that we can't agree on anything, even when we agree, we can't even agree on how we're going to do it because to do it, even though we both agree that we need to do it would mean that, well, we can't do it your way. We have to do it my way. And so like, even though we agree, we won't be able to agree because we're so politicized. I I think it would have been fixed a lot earlier if we were like that big Kumbaya world, but we're not. And, and, and it's kind of like, the the process is so painful. Like early, it was early. Earlier, it was easier to manipulate it, right? With the uh, when they created the uh, the DEA and all this stuff, right? With Anslinger and whatnot, right? They, you you had a them that they were always figuring out how to go after and, and fear monger, and now there's no more thems. It's us. And so, what? Wh- where is this like bad guy? Right? What is the bad guy? Uh, is it you know even. Are you familiar with Dr. Carl Hart? Oh, yeah, but he, he even takes us beyond this. He takes us to all drugs, doesn't he? Well, yeah, but I'm saying he's an actually admitted heroin user, though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's what I'm saying. Like he, There's a, 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 a an ignorance in how he just used either coffee every day, cigarettes, you know, and, and cannabis, right? Like there's just substance ignorance, I think, is our biggest issue. And, you know, that's... Because of the law, which ad- enables bad behavior from people with power and a grudge. But you know who's not so grudgy? Oh, Canada. What's going on in Canada? Uh, you want me to do a little bumper? We do international or should we do stocks? Oh, that's a kind of both, right? They are both. Well, oh. Pick international or pick stocks, and then we'll head up to the other thing. This is the other. Uh, it was a very convenient-based cannabis legalization news week for this <laughs> third week of October 2022. Okay. Like very convenient-based news. You can buy it at the gas station or this 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 uh, bumper that Miggy has. <laughs> really need to get a mouse yes you do international news this week in cannabis investing uber and leafly offer weed delivery in canada i didn't know leafly Leafly was part of that as well Mm, neither did i so uh, let's see here what do they say about that uh we delivery launched on are publicly traded and so uber is uber if you're going to be trading this uh from your robin hood account or leafly is lfly check them out and so they are now being the last mile of copper pipe delivering cannabis directly to your weed mouth 
uh, yeah, wow. while you are also maybe getting tacos because Uber Eats is probably bringing you your Taco Bell with a side of an eighth. Do they have eighths in Canada? I'd imagine so. I mean, it's metric. But uh, their CEO of uh, Uber said, uh, uh, when the road is clear for cannabis, when federal uh, come into play, we're absolutely going to take a look at it. So I'm, th- I'm talking about America. So, so yeah, all those to- small businesses that think they're going to be able to get a delivery license, just a second. <laughs> but it makes sense, though. I mean, Uber already has like the algorithm or whatever, the, the metrics, the technology, however, however you want to word it, right? And then Leafly also has the community. So, you know... I, are they working together? It seems like that's what's kind of what's happening. Right. <laughs> it does. It does seem like they are working together. But, uh, yep, uh, they want in. And why wouldn't they? Because, again, like nobody, maybe you go, uh, maybe you can retire from owning Uber, but nobody retires from being an Uber driver. Oh, so no. that's not where the money really goes. And so are they going to exploit drivers to deliver cannabis to persons that don't want to get off their duff and want to get their tacos and cannabis delivered directly to their hole in the front of their face? Yes. Yes, they will. Because you're lazy. Yes. And, yeah. and you should get off your goddamn butt and go out. Oh, oh, good news, everybody. Good news. We need to do a small <laughs> little bit of house cream. It is, it is 20 past the hour which means that if you're joining us from either New York City or wherever 12 hours into the future is from New York City, it's 420 somewhere. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Oh, I just wanted to take a small little time out from... Being a cannabis industry lawyer to be a cannabis industry lawyer again and remind you that if you go over there, you can check out our cannabis business plans page where we explain a whole bunch of crap uh, about what goes into your cannabis business plan and the different types of cannabis business plans that are out there from investors to regulators. So go ahead and check that out at cannabisindustrylawyer.com backslash Cannabis business plan. Uh, and of course, that is just an SEO based tool right there. I, I'm just trying to get the backlinks. Backlinks are important. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the homegrown you're smoking on? The homegrown I'm smoking on is continuing to be. Oh, actually, this is from a year ago. This is Purple Banana. Cool. Um, I'm really stoked. We have a wonderful um, and it's and we have the clone stuff coming. So I'm going to try to do my first cloning. And yes. I don't know if it's a girl. And I really hope it is because it's a beautiful granddaddy purple that we got from Sunnibus Farms. Oh, sweet. Uh, from seed. And so it's it's going well. And then we have a couple of other young little girls. Uh, two are uh, genetics out of Illinois. And so that is a grape Afghani. Uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, shout out to them. Those guys are from near uh, a couple hours north of where I'm at. And then the other genetic is uh, Limelight. That's a Limarilla crossed with uh, Mac 1. And uh, that one's going, and so they're just all in seedlings. So, like in five months, we'll be uh, bringing those home. I hope. Yes. Uh, those are just F ones, though, and so I have no idea if any. I saw. I, <clears throat> I don't know if the Granddaddy Purples boy or girl. I don't know if those are boy or girl. Uh, the grape Afghanis, fortunately, are like feminized seeds, so that's good. But they're photo periods. So, like photo periods, they just like the the auto flowers just run. They just go. You're going to be done in three months, yeah. maybe four, if it goes really slowly. But the photo periods take as long as you want. Are you able to uh, not grow, but acquire clones because you're a patient? 
No, no, no. It's like, yes, like you can buy clones. People are selling clones online because they call it uh, hemp. And so there are Mm. clones that are getting sold Hmm. out there in the uh, cloneoverse. Interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, every every state, you know, it's kind of weird. They all resemble the same uh, things as far as prohibition. But then when the law starts coming to engage, everybody's doing things different. Everybody's trying to not get arrested, pretty much, (laughs) you know. But uh, what up with uh, Major League Baseball? Oh, we don't really have a sports news. And Major League Baseball, I don't see that one. I got that. All right, cool. All right, do the Major League Baseball news, and I'll check it out. So the first uh, big league sports property to sign CBD sponsorship deal. So I'm not surprised. Uh, baseball's been ahead of the game when it comes to that. And basketball, too. Uh, the CBD market is estimated to worth be 4.9 billion, projected to reach 12.6 billion by 2026. Jesus, um, Charlotte's Web has signed a deal to be the official CBD of the MLB. Interesting, <laughs> the CBD of the MLB, CBD of the MLB. This, this, uh, uh, what do they call that when they have a stupid break that they have? This seven inning stretch is probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> CBD. That's right. And when I need my CBD, I turn to Charlotte's Web CBDery. They have the CBDist. I swear, you know, so Charlotte's Web's a funny uh, product. How I think they they did break the barrier for a lot of people, but uh, I also think it signifies to the sexism that out there, right? Because there's male sexism and female sexism, right? If those guys sure. weren't like three good-looking brothers that were tall and blonde. I don't think they would have sold and got away as much as they did because they were like such fanfare, right? The, the, the oh, media. How many thirst traps right now on <laughs> the internet are, would not be making the money they're making on like selling their bullshit, you know, fashion line or OnlyFans or whatever, unless they were hot? And no, so, I like, get it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that's kind of like the uh, what is it? The superficialness of Americans, right? Or society? It's not American or, it's, or humans? It's society. It's society. Yeah. That's right. You know, there's two, like, whenever you always want to know, like, well, why are they doing that? And then there's usually two reasons why they're doing it. They want to look cool or they want to get rich. Yeah, right. I mean, like, you know, like the, the stream that I did the other day for gaming, I, you know, yeah. uh, by the way, check it out. I think I could do this to make me a thing because maybe it's going to be on Twitch, everybody. And then yeah, I just get his only know, fans page. That's it, baby. But, yep. you know, once you get a level of like subscribers and, and, and you can monetize a video, you can actually do okay. Right. Like, you don't have to rely on certain things you know but uh again you gotta be a level of attractiveness like you're here because your ancestors had sex so somebody wants you somebody (laughs) wants you but unfortunately they're back in 1812 oh man you know as soon as electric lights were invented your family just got way uglier oh it's well baths baths are cool i couldn't imagine the smell during the medieval times hey and so like you had that story oh we skipped the the stevie d story Mm. stevie d's been in the news everybody loves this guy let's go ahead and give him a bumper because he's been on the show before stevie d that is a steve d'angelo wants to see an end to Corporate cannabis and supports small growers. This is an opinion piece that industry veteran Steve D'Angelo wrote about on the good old days. Good old is misspelled under this high times periodical. They spelled it 
O-L-D. And as everybody knows, the good old days are spelled O-L-E, sometimes an O-L with an apostrophe. Yeah, a little uh, hyphen uh, thing. Cannabis, that's right. And then in crayon, because it was the good old days. And the rise of corporate greed atop a symbolic pyramid. Uh, this is out of October 3rd. And this created a cacophony of, oh, no, you didn't, against Steve D'Angelo. Did you see that going around on the internet? Uh, <laughs> so much. Industry? Yeah. But, you know, uh, and, and I try to point out in, in another video that I did the other day before, the day before this this game streaming, just to kind of like, well, what what is this whole culture thing? You know, like like you know, he's been the voice for a long time, but they, he's in business, right? Like, they all these people are in business. I don't make money at any of this shit. Like, I, I if I did, I would try. Wait a minute, I do. Uh, well, hey, uh, I I need to gin up the monies. Can I? Hit but you know what I'm saying, though. Sad, you know? Oh, by the way, though, because like I, I want to do the media thing. I want to do make money at this thing. I just don't touch the planet. But I'm um, speaking of. I might be doing a giveaway here. Well, I'm not. Might I will be. Uh, check this out. So people who do like vapes, you know, like little carts. Uh, uh, here's a little like to stand that you can put the cart in, and that way the the oil will maintain. So this guy had a cool little. He's got a nice little website, engineering website. I want to give a couple of these away. And uh, uh, but back to the the D'Angelo thing, though, man. I, I just Wait, no, no, that's uh, milk and straw. It's worth. It's worth going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to know. Oh, but yeah, send me email four twenty binary at gmail.com and, and then say, hey, Miggy, what's going on? Or you can join at the Miggy's next story level. And this story about this review of a product, which people do like try to get our channel to do, and that's when I like remind them politely. We are a news and policy channel about the industry as opposed to like grow shop industry. There's so well, many grow channels, you know. And, and culture. And we love them. Yeah. And, and and just about the yeah, and and, and 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 helping those that are locked up. But anyway, so um, send me a, in my, my email. Uh, send me a picture of you smoking, you know, and I'll send you this little uh, vape cart. I'll pick the best one, and then uh, this little chinga there right here looks like a, um, uh, a a golf tee, but you open it up, it's a, a, a like a poker a roller uh, stash thingy. Uh, it's just something cool that I thought this guy, you know, so many people are like very smart engineer wise when it comes to cannabis. Like when I promoted the flume guy, you know, people are going and trying to figure out better ways to smoke things. <laughs> I think that's amazing. You know, like this guy had an issue of like his cart, like not draining. And then he made this little stand. I thought, yeah, that's fucking innovative. American entrepreneurialism. And you yeah. can find that over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, by the way. And of course, if you are a cannabis entrepreneur that wants to get into the show, go ahead and fill out this little form right here, and we'll let you know if we can help you out. But uh, the other big news with Stevie D and the people that say, yeah, you know me. Uh, he pissed off a lot of people purportedly, according to comments on the internet, by the way. The number one source <laughs> of rumors and innuendo comments on the internet were saying about how like steve evidently was against the canopy restriction sizes and trying to like you know uh, funnel product back to his harborside dispensaries and make money which again that me like makes me go like i'm shocked i'm shocked that people would think that they only got into the cannabis industry to make money like and that's that's the problem right right could. Yeah. Even during Prop 215, when it was that legal law for medical, and they're like, it's medicine, like, you know, uh, people aren't supposed to make 
profit or a living, you know, like the garden grows itself, you know, like the, the nutrients that you feed it and the, the time to cure. Thank you. Uh, I want to say Kenna. Kenna Bozum. I mean, that yeah. is, that's biblical right there. Like those types of, yeah, Kenna Bozum, it gets back to like the holy anointed oil of cannabis. And so like, that's like Roger Christie's shit right there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, shout out to Ken and Bozum and all of our members. Stick around at the end of the program. That's when we talk to the audience. Uh, and so, you know, we see some great questions coming in. For example, yeah, did you hear that up with high times? It was a $28 million payment that could possibly go into bankruptcy. Didn't hear that. But when you miss one of those payments, that is a default on one obligation. Maybe it's a bond obligation, but probably not unless you have revenue. Maybe it is a debt obligation. And so that would just be a straight up default on a promissory note. Good times. What, what is high times, though? I mean, at this point, right? Like high, at one time it was a, that was the culture. But yep. now it's just a, a database, right? Not even like people like Danny Danko or anybody like there's a new culture coming up and they're creating it. But you know, what are they? You know, what is it? Oh, yeah. Culture will change with every generation because nobody yeah. likes to be the same, even though like 50 Cent will let you think that he will not change and he's going to say the same. But that's from 20 <laughs> years ago. And uh, but no, I, I would like to get more into this. Uh, what did Steve D'Angelo do that made people so pissed off? That's something that like an LMC episode or like if I actually had. Yeah. Time, right. Because like when I hang up the feed. I go back to lawyering so that I can make so much money a month and like help clients get licenses and stand up and operate, you know, right, right. pay so that we can do the, the podcast on the end of the week. Some people just make content professionally. Well, and, and there's like multiple reasons why people are always mad at him. And I think that's the other thing, right? You put yourself out there. People are going to be mad at you for everything. Um, the, you know, they were mad at him. Uh well, for this time, I guess there's something he, he he promoted that had to limit the acreage size of like the the farmers, and so you know that enhanced their the harbor side or something. I, you know, that's just again the business stuff, right? Being someone who's not in that cannabis business trying to do legislation, the only law I want to see is legalization. I don't, you know, there should be no that's overregulation having these limits. It's ridiculous. What real regulation is is just saying, hey, you have to get your shit tested, and it has to be uh, going through this store. Through this chain. Well, what is small business? Because like this is something that pisses me off when it comes to like even Illinois cannabis, in the sense that a they told me there would be more rounds. That was a lie. So I want all these yeah. licenses for other people, and it's like, well, thanks. I'm like, gosh, shit. And so then I have to like go put together a, a hedge fund to raise capital to manage other people's capital and raise millions of dollars to be able to acquire and stand up licenses. That's not a small farm. Like, how come a small farm isn't what is what's this, what's craft? What's a small farm craft? Like, I love what they're doing in New Mexico. Well, and the other thing is the MSO, though. Who do you hate on MSOs, right? So the other thing that they're mad about, Steve, is about the uh, bringing in investors, right? Like, cannabis was eventually going to be one of those businesses where people were going to be investors into things. You know, there's money involved. You're going to have money. When it was the pure capitalist market here in Washington State, you know, you were able to become a millionaire from just a seed and plant. But now you can't do that right now because fucking regulation. Because if you try to do that, you are breaking the rules. And you are now somebody that you can be arrested. It's like the, it goes back uh, in the past where you can now get raided again. Yeah. But under not having the paperwork done right. Right. I mean, that should be the, the really the, the, the wherewithal. But when Still you have the limited, raid, now it's because your paperwork's not in order. As opposed yeah. to like there was no paperwork back then. 
but but if I can't even have a chance to even have that paperwork done, right? Because the licenses are done, because yeah. everyone's capped out, or or because like your small license requires five million dollars cash. Your small yeah. license doesn't require a half a million in cash. It's, why don't you make the license ten times cheaper? What 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 again? Like so, like that's why I love what they're doing in New Mexico, uh, where they have a two hundred plant uh, micro vertical, where you could be like a, an independent uh, small brewery, where you have a tap room, where you yeah. can taste your wares. Oh yeah, you're not going to be able to export really far. But like I can go to the local brewery and they have a canning uh, machine. And so you can buy like a growler can and then mm. recycle that, you know, so you're not going to have the kind of plastic problem that you may have. But yeah. then the regulations are crazy. So like, let's say you had that license in Illinois and that was even a feasible. But then B, you would try to sell like, you know, up to their limit. And then the, can they have their own enclosed sealed container? So like, can I bring my own, or like, can I have a growler at like a self weed? serve? Yeah, well, like it, it's it's no different than like if I go to the local brewery and then they have they're called growlers. They're like sixty four ounces. Yeah. they're refillable, and so you could take like four beers home with it. You know, and that's like a sanitary debate, right? Like when it was, uh, and, and that's already been happening, and kind of is why the packaging deal is, but it should be open because conversation is medicine. So you're calling it medicine. Medicine's supposed to be stale or some bullshit like that. But, you know, when the market or the stores were here in Washington State and there was a thousand of them and then there was hundreds of markets where people could just hang out and like consume and buy pounds unlimitedly that people were selling back and forth and and, and testing it on the spot and, and, and examining it. Um, it was it was crazy to see like it just being treated as a normal commodity. You know, it was yeah. just a, you know, it was a farmer's market, legit, with just cannabis products that because no one else could go anywhere else. And you weren't even afraid of a raid. But sometimes, like in 2011, because of the, the, the when they did those uh, uh, sweeps of raids, like Landscore got caught up in, that's when shit got started. Like, whoa, there, there's a chance you can get in trouble now. Yeah. Like, you know, and so you you have this gray, gray market. And then that, that no one gets hurt or dies and that exists for years. But then people see money involved and, and think, oh, this, this is not a safety issue. Has, you know, we're not legalization and prohibition has nothing to do with safety no more. It, it has to do with like, how, how, how can I make this money? <laughs> you know, like in Oklahoma, you know, they're talking about like, oh, cartels are illegal in, and, you know, China grows and all this other bullshit. But when you have a storefront, you know, the fucking crime is right there. Like, how yeah. are you? The, what what the fuck? <laughs> it's right there. Well, look, we've, we've worked me up into a tizzy, so we should probably play some name that strain. We'll be right back. It's a game that you came here for, everybody. This is what we're fighting for. Name that strain. Uh, it looks beautiful. Indoor, yes. nicely trimmed, does not look like it's been worked over with any type of tumbler or anything like that. Uh, it does look a little airy, but that that's all right. You know, um, airy weed's good weed too. I don't like your nuggets don't have to just be marbles. You know, it can <laughs> it can have little dense little decent, uh, dense little pebbles that yeah. Could, the thing I was just grinding up was like dense little pebbles, and so if you guys are opinionated about dense little pebbles, 
you can you could leave it in the comments and then also uh, the likes and the subs did we even did we even do this bumper man we suck at youtube it, you know it is what it is we're whatever but um you know it's funny that you, you talked about the dents and marbles right like mm -hmm. i used to like when it was medical here and it was affordable and cheap i get sweet bags and fat nugs and just nice cola sometimes like because it was always like everybody knows you want a cola You're, here you go here's an ounce cola or whatever right but now in recreational i'm balling a budget and quality is not as good sometimes the quantity is not as good so I'm, what i'm doing now is getting popcorn buds right so in this industry they they figured out like you know like the every parts of the animal you know <laughs> the popcorn right. bud, the small little nuggets try to say yeah so yeah, uh, getting the flank I like flank steak. Uh, you know, yes. If I if and when I do eat meat, um, which doesn't happen very often, but uh, let's give him some hints. Ghostbuster. Oh, that yeah. is the biggest hint ever. That that. But a drink, a Ghostbusters drink. That's what this is right here. I think, and, this um, one. I think people would get this one. But anyway, uh, this is an interesting, here's the parents of it, after we've given you the, the hints of uh, a Ghostbusters drink. Uh, <clears throat> we have uh, a strain, is a sativa dominant cross between California orange and Gorilla Biscuit. Mm -hmm. And so that is a strain named for a Ghostbusters drink. Interesting. I wonder how terpy it is. Uh, it looks like it would be pretty terpy. Uh, oh, we got a little, almost penny, almost. All right. Well, we have uh, with this the terps on that uh, decent yields. They sell say smell of skunk dipped in orange juice, gasoline, and pine salt. So yeah, we have uh, some myrcenes and beta caryophyllene in the in the mix. Oh, um, oh, did somebody do it? Grove bags, Victoria uh, Ecto Cooler. Yeah, Got somebody it. say Ecto Cooler. That's right. But Victoria, a member of the show, thank you for joining and being a member. Uh, Grove bags just got some of those. I hear those are better than glass. It burps themselves and it's a bovida included in the bag. Neat. So that is an Alien Labs tip. Grove bags, Alien Labs will cure their shit in that. That might be why they command a premium price point in California. But uh, Ecto Cooler by Seeds of Compassion is a rising star in the cannabis ranks. And of course, October appropriate uh, because of ghosts and nice. it being uh, Halloween. Uh, it's an infusion back to particularly Ghostbusters 2 when a high sea beverage of the name Ecto Cooler was released with the real Ghostbusters cartoon in 86 and in Ghostbusters 2 in 1989. I recall drinking Ecto Cooler when I was a young child. How much do you bank into like names though? Like, I mean, be nice. That's what I never heard of, but like names like this, I, I think of names the same way that I think of titles and covers to books. Uh, they can change the profitability of the meat and potatoes inside that uh, that cover and that uh, title uh, by an order of magnitude. And so, like, there's because I've, I've published books before, and I would A/B test my covers and titles. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, what you would do, uh, and then there was like chaff about this in the 1920s back in like you know the uh, the uh, the paperback writer days and like you know the t the dime uh 
novels and all that. And so people would um, just print the same book with four different titles to see which one they should actually call it. Yeah. Because one of them would just outsell the rest by a sure, lot. Sure. And so you would just call them all that. Uh, and and then that's what I think about strain names. And so strain names, the same strain, one called like Megilla Gorilla and the yeah. other one called uh, Clucky Wucky. Uh, one just won't sell and the other one just might sell way more. And so it's, it's just a, a strange little thing that I really don't care about the names as much as I care about the parents, but then also um, the, the Terp profile and then the, the, the its use profile because it's cannabis. But uh, names can be interesting. That's like where branding and marketing really hit the road. It's clickbait too. It, 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 it is. I'm thinking like, because <clears throat> like, I mean, plus what you described too, sounds to me like old timey SEO, right? The whole point yeah. is just to get eyeballs or clicks or whatever. You know, you just want people to dip in their pockets or whatever. But like, um, when it comes to like phenomes, think about, though, right? Like, like think the, about the purples. The purples is clickbait, and yeah. so like back in the day, you're buying green crack and you're buying strains that are green, and this one's purple. Oh, I want to buy that. Why? Well, look at it. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's eye catching. It's clickbait. It is. Yeah, they are. But you know, that's kind of like you ever see or read the Botany of Desire? Oh, Michael Pollan stuff. Yeah, I may have read that. Um, mostly it's, uh, investment banking books. Ah, No, but it's a wonderful, uh, even documentary, right? Like, uh, it seems like, like cannabis itself is like plants. They, they kind of like humans are the caregivers for them because of their, what they give us our desired effects and whatnot, you know, smell or, you know, like uplifting. But then, then you get the marketing part. Like you said, like if I make this purple, I bet I can up the price by 30% and uh, use the same soil or whatever, you know, because it is a business in the end for a lot of people. Uh, But if I call it the chronic, yeah, that like, you know, calling if you call it something and that whatever you call it's popular, like, you know, that that just Girl Scout cookies, you know, like, oh, I got that mm. cookies. And like, you know, you just by calling it something like that. Uh, chem dog, man, eh, not so much. I think that's just more along the lines of like a name succeeding beside itself, but maybe I just don't understand it. And then, um, it, usually like the name, uh, is, uh, is it the name or is it the genetics that really fuels it? So you can call yeah. it dog shit, but if it's great, why did you call it dog shit? <laughs> Seriously yeah. though. I mean, but also I think it comes down to consumer, right? Cause we're not there where everybody's going in with phenomes and terpenes, right? Like, I actually, the other day, walked in and I was like, I want to get uh, something with mercy. And I like that gassy, you know, and and, and, and the little mm-hmm. girl, I guess, I mean, grown woman, was like, oh, I can't wait to grow up like you. And I can smoke it by, like, notes or whatever. And I was like, I just know what I like. You learn what you like. You'll get there. It does. Like right. beer or tomatoes or steak or whatever the case is, right? Uh, vegetables, sexuality. Shit, not everybody has everything laid out right away, man. <laughs> and it's mostly with the exposure to cannabis, right? Like, like growing is such an essential part for the experience for people to learn, you know, how to take care and, and the results of like not purging, the results of like not curing long enough or, uh, you know, whatever step there is along the way with the plant, it would help the consumer. You know, I don't grow my own beer. But it'd be nice to like, you know, grow my own weed, you know, like legit. I do sometimes grow tomatoes, you know, when I, you know, shit like that. There's a way to do it. 
there's a way to do it. And so yeah. like, that's the thing. Like, if you want to grow tomatoes and grow them well, there's a way to do it. You know, if you want to. If, do I want to be in business? Way to do it, you know? Yeah, I'm not going to be a tomato salesman tomorrow. I'm not going to be a weed salesman. I mean, I would like to be a weed salesman. But... Hey, do you want to talk about history? Let's do it. We got a new bumper for this one. Oh, yeah. In another great moment of weed history, Henry Ford's hemp cars. Joining us to discuss is Miggy. Miggy, you remember them, Henry Ford hemp cars from the 40s? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty dope. Yep. I, yep. Uh, I mean, like, why use up forests, which were centuries in the making, and the mines, which require ages to lay down, if we can get the equivalent of a forest and mineral products in the annual growth of hemp fields? And so in 1941, Henry Ford, in all his splendor, as he was getting older, and he built a, a car out of plastic from hemp and another plant material that ran on hemp fuel. What the heck is that? And so, like, you know, uh, they made it. They made the uh, the uh, this this vehicle. Yeah, they grew that. We had we had the the knowledge, right? We had the science. Right. But why not? Why hasn't it? Why was it just one fucking car? Why not? Why not? You right. know, one because- car in 1941 made of. Hemp, flax, wheat, and spruce pulp, which made the car lighter than fiberglass and 10 times tougher than steel. And then what was it run on? Ethanol made from hemp or other agricultural waste. And and then uh, what? Did the the guy who owned the steel company go, what? I'll be ruined. Seriously, man. Where's my congressman? You, come here a minute. How would you like some money? But why, why not just, but understand that we have this material, we have this resource that can be like energy resource for your nation, right? Like, isn't that part of like, uh, being like not, uh, fuel dependent on other countries and all this other shit. Like we want to be our own freaking self-sustaining thing and shooting ourselves in the foot by blocking something like that. It's crazy, man. Oh, we've we've had the knowledge crazy again. Remember. This was in 1941, and he made it to be fueled on hemp so we didn't have to pay Saudi Arabia or Russia trillions of fucking dollars. And then uh, we also did not have to mine all that steel and pay all the steel barons or the people that own the mines, as opposed to farmers, Yeah, you know, that, that we just grew this shit. And then we didn't have to go dig it out. Nobody had to get you know killed in the mine. Um, why don't we have nice things? Because very often uh, people's private motives depend on you being screwed. What? Well, it's so weird too. Like, wasn't he also like a Nazi supporter? Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> He was like, he was very much like, oh, wow, anti-Semitic right there. Jiminy Christmas. But I mean, the money that's like, that's the whole thing, right? Great wealth doesn't mean like shit's going to happen the right way. Right? Yeah. Nothing doesn't. But the, 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 yeah. Loved hemp, hated the juice. <laughs> but the ability to do something like that, right? Like to, to create, you know, even in, in other sciences or, or why hasn't someone else was deep pockets decided to do something with this, right? Like to, uh, you can source your own materials, you know, farm Kardashian. Oh, uh, you just distract everybody. Like the internet distraction, distract like, everybody, distract yeah. everybody. 
And so, like, now it's so easy to distract everybody because everybody's got a movie studio in their pocket. True. And so, like, everybody can get all up in their own business more like they ever have been able to. And so they could be more distracted now, uh, and you could take more money from the con- confused public ever before. And then you just screw up the, uh, the algorithm for the search patterns, and then it's like it never existed. But I'm talking about materials, though. Like for someone who, who as someone who works in manufacturing for over 20 years, dude, like this shit, you know, a lot of this is like uh, outsourced from other places and it's toxic and all the other bad stuff. Whereas this could be made by the goddamn same thing that that car was, right? Like, like, I don't know how well they could be able to do the integrated circuits, but I've heard a lot of cool things about graphene batteries or at least and like photoelectrics. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there's a good chunk of it, right? The the weight of this waste is it could be so reduced. But we continue on this dumb path because money doesn't want that, or for whatever reason, just want to invest in you know this. I, I don't we need to get we need to get that uh, idiocracy <clears throat> bumper where it's just the guy. I like money. That's all it is, man. Go away, Baden. That's yeah. all it is. Well, That's kind of all it is. Yeah. Now we could do one which is it's a downer and so it's we could do the downer about the synthetic weed in florida tainted with rat poison and how many people died but that's such a bummer well i mean there's two bummer ones that were i got the other one with the mother which is really kind of crazy right like mm-hmm. uh so right now in virginia mother's charged with murder after her four-year-old died from ingesting delta 8 thc gummies right like the coroners didn't even bother like like pursuing any like other uh, issue they just say because it was high thc this kid died like that's i'm calling bullshit like there there is just something more no one's died from too much thc you know no one's you know what would it do to 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 even a child's endocannabinoid system like no matter how many gummies like i don't i call bullshit on that and again that's kind of what we do we do sometimes you know with, with the it's not always jokio. It's not always jovial. It's just bullshit involved with ignorance. So, and again, like, where is this? Isn't this uh, that's Virginia? Uh, Virginia. They, yeah, they do have it legal there now, but but Delta Eight though they're coming down the same because of the Delta Eight TAC stuff. A lot of times they cut those and they put a, a lot of um, what's that stuff that people take to go to bed? Melatonin. But then also, we don't like. Is it legit? Like, did you find like the coroner reports or anything, or is it just clickbait? Yeah, I, I that's what I'm saying. Like, I, they, well, the cops are saying it was because of high TC. Like, this is just ignorance at its best, where people who actually vote and get out and do things have the same power as you are saying, ah, it's because fucking the toxicology report came back positive for weed. Like, that's this is dumb. That's not cause and effect. It's not, you know, it's just something, you know, it's a horrible situation. Like, a parent. Or a child shouldn't have passed away, but something deeper, badder has happened here. But they're blaming uh, gummies, which is dumb. Well, yeah. they like to blame things, especially when they can. Yeah. Well, and this is for, I mean, you're telling me this is the first person to die, person, because plenty of other kids have gotten to like people's brownies and shit throughout the years, right? Like even alcohol. You know, the, the body is the body, right? Like the endocannabinoid system, they'll just be newer more reactive you know so mm-hmm. bullshit man it is it's complete bullshit and speaking of that um this is kind of fun in the sense that 
Bruce Lee is reporting from Forbes magazine under their healthcare category oh, shit. that synthetic marijuana in Florida tainted with rat poison has left 52 sick and four dead. Uh, Bruce Lee. I'm not going to say that he's lying then because it might be that Bruce Lee, you know, it's, <laughs> you don't know if he's dead. It could be like Elvis. Here's what happened when fake marijuana products aren't exactly squeaky clean. So uh, a CDC report published on Friday described a tragic tale of rat poison ending up in synthetic cannabinoid products in Florida near the end of 2021 that resulted in 52 people getting sick and four people dying. And I will guarantee you that fly-by-night CBD manufacturer did not have insurance, but probably did have an LLC. That's just another clickbait, you know, uh, eh. Fuck, dude. It's very depressing. <laughs> very hey, depressing. I got I, uh, that that thing that I gave uh, I showed earlier. You guys should check out his Instagram. So his Instagram is Tombstone underscore C, and he shows that uh, holder in the poker in there. And uh, send me a picture of what's you smoking, you know. And the next week I'll uh, figure out a way to send you a package. Mm. Uh, ah, man, that was. You know, you go to highs and lows, like, hey, we're going to free people, things legal. Then you're like, hey, people are sick and dying. And All right, let's talk to the audience. Such a, yeah. let's, see if, let's see if they got anything to say to us. Hey, audience. Did I say that you have uh, looks like you lose weight? You're, you're very, I, I like those shoes, by the way. Uh, and so thank you so much for being a member of the channel. Um, let us know if you need any of the things because some of our higher membership levels, you can buy one of our books or you can get a T-shirt uh, or you could just, you know, uh, help us out by giving us a couple bucks every month. And we'll use that mostly to continue to pay for the business's uh, expenses. Uh, so does anybody have any questions about cannabis legalization news or the industry in general uh, that's been watching right now? Because there's only 89 of you watching, which is not that much. It's all good. Someone's mentioning old school prototypes. Man, I, I used to have one of those. Those things are fucking like 80 bucks now. Oops. Old school prototypes. Well, then Victoria had asked, did it test positive for anything else other than THC? We don't know. Sometime. Yeah. They just kind of put that, and it's, uh, as Chad said, uh, total propaganda. Total propaganda. Thousands. I mean, how many years? I mean, first person ever? Come on. I just wish more people would call bullshit instead of like re reposting the story. Will Will Illinois drop the med card? Oh, I hope not, um, because I want to not pay those ridiculous taxes. But I I really haven't bought like well I mean I did a couple of weeks ago in Chicago, and then uh, Chad asked why the haircut and because money because money and then also I just I just I got sick of it like you know you'd be laying on it and getting your mouth. You'd just be leaving a trail of hair all over the place. Uh, it was kind of fun, though. I did enjoy it. I had a great time with the hair. Uh, and so I know. And then, uh, can I grow one plant in the house legally? And the answer to that, and this is a terribly lawyerly, lawyerly answer, it depends. He's got you. Like, what are the, um, oh, in Illinois? Yes, in your own personal residence that you own? Absolutely. And then if you don't own it and you have to lease it, then you can make sure that uh, you have the permission of the landlord. Uh, that might be one of those differences between asking for permission or begging for forgiveness. But Always. you need a card either way. Mm. 
How do you feel about your well industry in a whole, right? It's, it's individual. There's so many different states and ways of businesses. Like you guys have been shut st- stagnant for what two years now? Yeah. So, like for you, it's gotta be frustrating to see like there's no real industry, like no real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, but then there is, but then the only way to really get into the industry is to have like three, five million dollars. Exactly. Yeah. It's not fair. (laughs) It's from the lawyer. There you go. Will medical patients be able to buy a craft grow that is sold under adult use at lower taxes? Um, No, I don't think so. I think craft grow, unless the regs change, and they should. And so let's hope they do. Uh, so you can't buy a craft grow product at a medical dispensary, I think, because like they don't have a medical license. And so they can't then sell medical cannabis. They just have an adult use license, I think. And so like, that's one of the reasons why that regulation may change in the future. Uh, right now, the new hotness in Illinois is if you have an infuser license, the Department of Agriculture said that you're allowed to buy hemp extracts. So all the infusers can get going right now is buy their mother liquor from Oregon and then start making their candies and shit. Does your medical have tax? Oh, no, our medical doesn't. But okay. there is a shitload of tax in uh, uh, Illinois weed. But like if you're a medical person, with a, can you go to a store and will they tax free from that because you get a card or? No. You're going to pay tax when you go to the uh, adult use store, even if you have your card. Uh, haven't heard of We haven't been talking about Vermont very much. I just wanted to like point out Vermont has 600,000 people in it, I think. Uh, and so, it, it, um, and then uh, I'm pretty sure like it also has a really cool band called fish, but, uh, and then ben and Jerry, but um Vermont uh, has been slow and they've, they've started to go, but then like, I think Connecticut, it's like 3 million people. We barely talk about Connecticut and they don't even have fish. And so um, I would be thankful if uh, Vermont is emphasizing craft over corporate, uh, because I prefer when you have that local experience where um, like, do you want to buy that weed at the gas station? No. I don't, I don't, I don't even want to buy beer at the gas station. I don't want to buy smokes. I don't, I don't smoke though. I mean, but then like, is that what we want cannabis ex- purchasing retail experience to be like buying smokes well, at the gas station? Isn't it could also be like a, we have such a variety of consumers. It's the difference of going to Trader Joe's and getting like organic fruits and things made organically or going to Walmart. You know, I mean, still there's a, an equality that you're looking for, you know? Uh, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, somebody asked about New Mexico. Uh, craft grows in New Mexico. Can you get a yeah. license to grow and sell? Oh, yeah, you can. And so you get the micro. They're great licenses. There are 200 plants currently. And then you can have a different location to do your retail. And then you can have your location to do your 200 plants. Uh, wonderful uh, people to work with out there. That it, it's not as difficult as in like a New Jersey where zoning can be a little bit more mm, tricky The you know, and they didn't, they didn't do like the dual license as much as they did in New Jersey where they, it's really two licenses, one from the state and one from the, the municipality. Uh, and then also anybody can get one. And so you can go and, and start uh, your, your business out in New Mexico. It's a, it's a wonderful thing, but then um, you know, I'm not going to go move out to New Mexico and try to start doing that shit. That would, 
really messed up my life. So Mexico is still open, right? Like you just got to go yeah. online, pay the fee, get approved, and now you have a license. And no, you... no, it's it's more complex than that. You actually have to put all the plan together, but it is mm. a reasonable. And so I even think New Jersey's licensing uh, structure is reasonable until you get to that uh, local approval aspect. That I think is where it becomes more unreasonable. I think it should have been defaulted the other way where everybody's in. And uh, you're not allowed to say no, uh, per se. I mean, you could uh, set the number, but you can't set the number at zero, something like that. Uh, and you could say, like, the, fe- the state policy could lead and say, like, we believe it's in the national. I'm sorry, that would be the federal government. The state's interest for New Jersey or for Illinois or Connecticut. I'm going to use them as an example uh, mm-hmm. to have one dispensary per 25,000 inhabitants. And so one per 25,000 then gives you at least a number. And that number is fairly reasonable. It's like it it comes down to about the same number of Starbucks in your state as would be in as cannabis dispensaries. Sure. But then not every Starbucks is a coffee shop. Not every coffee shop is a Starbucks. So it's not really fair, you know? Well, do you think in cannabis though too, because this is kind of like where I think things are bad when it comes to the regulations as far as the chances of, and because the limited licenses, because you're supposed to be assumed to be doing good right away, right? Like it's an agriculture product. It takes time to grow. Shit happens on the way and you might not have your investment or anything back right away. Like it takes a while, right? For that machine to start really learning all the right ways to, you know, positive, but uh, yep. 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 I like the, uh, this one. I don't know what's going on with Washington state's seed to stale compliance as uh, metric out. Ha! Maybe, Me. but if metrics out, who's in biotrack? Cause those are really the only two, uh, inventory control systems or like that relational database software in the game. I forget the name of the system they're doing, but it's some bullshit. Like they're using an Excel file. Like they're like doing like a sh- like no shit shared Excel file. Uh, you know they 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 totally fucked up on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're also interested in Washington State, I recommend subscribing to the Washington State Liquor Control Board uh, email because they constantly you know I'm getting inundated with emails of all their bullshit practices because I think a lot of it's fluff. They don't really consider like you know you know home grows haven't happened. Deliveries could have been a thing during the pandemic. You're not really looking out for the consumer. You know, whenever they talk about the, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, people who you're supposed to work for, like not constituents, but, um, ah, shit, they call them investors, I think, or something like that. But, you know, I used to think that was investors in a company and stakeholders in an Stakeholders. That's the, yeah. I'm just like, I thought we were the stakeholders as the people, but apparently not because nothing has really benefited. And, and, And it's always like the, uh, smoke and mirror game with the, them because the the SB fifty fifty two the Patient Protection Act was the patient killing they killed medical out here like it's just you know it was such the worst like blatant bad practice you know in, in here in Washington Utopia but it's all politics man like if you understand how to get in the process and do the procedures you know and and, and it's unfortunately money is involved right money, like I'm shocked. You're yeah. telling me that you're going to get a cash flow in the millions of dollars based on a plant that people love. And if I and limit the involved, like that's the thing. Yeah. You know, that's one of the, the, whenever you're dealing with one of your investors, remember money. And then you know what they're thinking. Uh, and so it, then it becomes how much do they want money and how much does it want control? 
And so the ones that want control more and then they have their own brand and all this other stuff, eh, watch out for them. I wouldn't say they're investors. They're more business partners. An investor, somebody is like, here's my money. Don't lose that. I want it back and I want to return. And that's what it feels like. It feels like their just whole job is to keep it stagnant. Like we're just not going to make – like why is it still two, two levels of testing when it's recreational versus medical, you know, for a consumable plant? Like it's mm-hmm. – the dumbest shit. There's no two levels of air in the same place or any of this. I don't know, <laughs> man. True that. Well, we wrapped up the week's stories of cannabis legalization news. I hope we didn't miss any. And if we did, please remind us of that fact in the comments or uh, just email Miggy at Miggy. Let's let's flash. Yeah, hit that 420. Send me a picture of you smoking, and I am uh, going to pick who to send this to. Uh, yep. Then you can go visit me over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com uh, and then consider joining the channel because we will put you in the credits. We try to upload, update it on a monthly basis. So we're going to have to update this one soon. Maybe your name will be on it. See you soon. Thanks. Thanks. Ooh, ooh. Right. Oops, oops, oops. Brown chicken.